be with you. Uh, Father, we lift up uh, this time we're coming down before you and to learn about uh, praying and uh, this discipline of daily prayer. And we ask you to bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, we are going to continue our looking at the offices and using the prayer book in your devotional life. Um, Last week, we had Ron First from CMJ Ministries here to talk about that. So we are picking up from where we left off two weeks ago. Excuse me, two weeks ago, where we talked about the threefold regula, um, that threefold rule of life that uh, has been identified as being common in the Anglican way, which is uh, weekly communion, daily offices, and then as needed devotional times, which fills up just about everything else. And we uh, began to look at the uh, reasons to use this, and we looked at the beginnings of the office. So now, Let's actually look at what it means to use the offices. And I do believe these first couple slides we went, we, we did cover last time, but we're going to review because it has been two weeks. So the, the first thing we need to know is what are the essential sections in your prayer book? And that's going to be first you need the Psalms and lessons, because if we're going to be reading the Bible and doing the Psalms, you need to know what you're doing. And so you have our 1945 lectionary in all those Roman numeral sections, Roman numeral 10 through, uh, what is that, 43. That's the 1945 lectionary. Um, As we've kind of hammered home, uh, the problem with that is that it skips a whole lot of scripture. So um, uh, beginning uh, January 1, we'll be uh, using for our public daily offices here, which we don't have too many of them, but we will be using rather that printout that we had last week. If you didn't get one and you want one, they are on the back table in the chapel for the whole of 2018 or just September's if you uh, are like me and prefer just to have a little slip of paper for the month. Um, So you need those. Uh, Then we have morning prayer. If you're going to pray morning prayer, you need to know where it is. And that's uh, pages 3 through 20 in your book, in your prayer book which is followed by evening prayer, and that's pages 21 through 34. And we'll look into detail on both of those sections in just a second here. Um, you're going to need your collects because that's part of the prayer. Those, uh, we, we, we pray Sunday mornings as part of Mass, but we also pray at the end of each of the offices. And those are found pages 90 through 269 in your prayer book. It's the bulk of, or that with the Psalms is really the bulk of the uh, what the prayer book is. And the Psalms are pages 345 through 525, and we do pray the Psalms. Um, the, the Coverdale version of the Psalms, which is what we have in our prayer book, it's older than the King James. Um, and the reason why it was kept, even after we moved to the King James in the, in the English church, in the Anglican world, was that it was just so wonderfully poetic for the purposes of singing. It's actually better than the King James in, in terms of singing, even if it's uh, in some ways not as necessarily the, mo- the most accurate, but it's a very, very nice poetic um, for chanting and singing, that sort of thing. Then we have some optional sections. We have the litany, which comes just before Holy Communion on pages 54 through 59. The litany is the general prayer of supplication. It can either stand alone or be done at the end of the offices. In the, uh, back in the motherland in England, they would typically pray the litany after morning prayer every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Um, Around here, we normally do it more during Lent, 
uh, and we will usually open up Holy Communion with Litany and Procession the first Sunday of Lent and the first Sunday of Advent. Um, then we have the various extra prayers. These cover a wide range of things from everything from praying for Congress when it's in session to the military to uh, praying for rain or to praying for good weather when we have too much rain. <laughs> we cover all of our bases here and everything in between. Um, and that's page 35 through uh, 48. Um, but we also have an additional section of these little prayers, pages 594 through 600. And that's in the family prayer section. There's an interesting reason why that happened. We can talk about that later. Uh, did, you, did I see a hand in the back? A question? Yes, Father. Yeah, for unless he, we need to add, we, that needs to be added in. Yeah, well, and, and so, yeah, the reason why we have parts of those prayers in the family prayer section is the family prayer section was not part of the Book of Common Prayer proper. It was kind of an addendum. And so they could meddle with that section within the bylaws of the Episcopal Church at any general convention, which I guess general convention met every three years, if I remember, still does, I think. And but to change the prayer book itself, you need to you need to ratify that decision for three successive general con, con, conventions. So the stuff that they wanted to experiment with, they just stuck in the family prayer section so that you could change it more often. Although they never did. They never ended up changing anything. But they uh, that's why that stuff was there. Then we have some general collects um, right after the prayer section and general thanksgivings right after the collect. So those are things you might bring in from time to time, or you might not, they're, they're optional. When we're using the offices, the two things we need to look at are the rubrics and the prayers. So this is page three in your, uh, a copy of page three in your prayer book. And you'll see, it's hard to see on the slide just because of the scale of it all. I was having troubles making PowerPoint do what I wanted it to do. But these little bits that are in a smaller type they're in italics and they have the paragraph symbol. Those are the rubrics. They tell us what to do. They are the stage direction. They used to be in red print, which is what rubrics means. And um, so that's, that's why it's called rubrics. It's from an old Latin word for red. It used to be in red print. It no longer is. Um, well, although our, um, our, our altar book does have them in red print. And then you have the actual prayers themselves, which is in the normal type. Um, the old saying is, the simplest way to understand how to use your prayer book is you say the black and you do the red. Although for us, the, the red parts aren't red in our prayer books anymore, but the, the principle still stands. You, you do the rubrics, I'm sorry, you, you do the rubrics and you say the prayers. Think of the rubrics as the stage direction and the prayers as the script. So now let's look into the, into the services themselves. You might want to keep one finger in evening prayer and one finger in morning prayer because we're going to see how these line up. This is going to be a big overview of each of the offices. So morning prayer begins with the opening sentences on page three. Page three. And on page four, we have some seasonal opening sentences. Opening sentences that are designed for use during Advent or during Lent or during Eastertide or other things like that. Um, and uh, the, these are, in the 1928, 
these were a bit of a change from the way things used to be, making a seasonal option and having these opening sentences being more general calls to prayer rather than specifically penitential. Back in the 1662, it was all of our Lent ones were used all year round. It was very, it was a lot more penitential than the American version. So opening sentences, page three, and then we have confession and absolution. I wrote, I, I misspelled that as concession. We'll change that maybe. But the confession and the absolution. Um, you'll note that there are, and that begins on page five. There's two um, calls to confession. We have the long one, which in morning prayer comes first at the bottom of page five. And it starts with dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us, etc., etc. And then right after that, you have this little rubric that says on page six, or he shall say simply, let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. So we have two options there. You're going to find that happens a lot in the prayer book. Well, you'll have two options, a long one and a short one. Um, And then we follow that with the general confession on page six and then the the absolution at the top of page seven. Well, um, you'll see that the absolution is really designed for a priest to say, what if you're a deacon or you're a lay person? And you're not a priest. What do you say? Well, there's a couple of options. One is you just skip the absolution. But the older custom, and this is unfortunately not spelled out explicitly in the 28. It come, it is, it is explicitly in the in the old some of the older versions was to instead substitute the collect for Trinity 21. That's on page 218, and we'll look at that on the next slide. Well, how about evening prayer? How does evening prayer begin? Almost exactly the same. Opening sentences with some seasonal options, and that's on page 21. And then we have confession and absolution. Uh, Again, we have two calls. The order is reversed, but we have two calls to, to confession. And again, we have that option to do Trinity 21. Uh, The the general rule when you have two options like that is that the default is your first option and then the the optional is your second option. The alternative is your second option. So it's kind of interesting that the two calls are reversed between morning prayer and evening prayer. Um, It doesn't really make a big difference, but I do find it interesting that the framers of the 28 um, expected a shorter evening prayer, a more abbreviated evening prayer. Uh, and I know at the end of the day, I prefer an abbreviated evening prayer. I've got a lot more energy at the beginning of the day. Well, let's look at this collect for Trinity 21. This is on page 218, but we also have it up here on our slide. We pray, grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Yeah. So that's, that's what uh, the, the custom is uh, to pray instead of the absolution if you're doing this privately, especially as a lay person. Um, you can see that there is a quasi-absolution feel to this collect. That's why it's, it has been that, that custom. And um, if you do this regularly, you'll find that you get this memorized pretty quickly. Before I became a priest, I had this memorized. I don't have it memorized anymore because <laughs> I don't use it as much anymore. But, uh, but yeah, even if you're only doing the, the offices once a day or even um, only a couple times a week or once a week, this will get memorized pretty soon. 
All right, let's, uh, let's continue on our, our um, overview. We will look at the details probably starting next week. But let's look at the overview, just seeing how these things work together. So you then have, after the confession and absolution, um, oh, we, uh, we, we skipped something. I skipped something. How did I do this? My slides are a little out of order here. Darn it. Okay. Um, uh, let's let's uh, just look in the prayer books itself, because my, I am missing a slide here. Um, after the confession and absolution, at the bottom of page 7, you have the Our Father. So turn to um, page 7, our, the Our Father. And then um, we have opening versicles. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise is the answer. Um, then up top of page 8, we have glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, never shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord, the Lord's name be praised. Well, you see how this is designed to be a, a call and response between the minister and the people. What do you do if you're doing it by yourself? What, what, do, you, what do you think? What, what, what would make sense? Do it all. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, just do it all. You, you are both the, the minister and the congregation in this regards. Um, if you're doing it as a family, um, you know, Dad, husband, be the minister. Rest of the family, be, be, the, be the response. Uh, that's, that's probably the, 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 the more standard way of doing these things. And then we follow those opening versicles with the venite on page 9. You'll notice on page 8, there's some optional, um, we call these antiphons, uh, seasonal antiphons for the venite. That's something that is new for the twenty-eight. Um, you, you can say those, you don't have to say those. Uh, some people will intersperse the antiphon between every two or three verses. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very more monastic custom. But the way the prayer book rubric has it is you just do the antiphon before the venite. And uh, so that's our, that's our opening, our opening, um, uh, our inviatory anthem, we call that, our inviatory canticle, uh, the venite. In, in evening prayer, you'll see that this same, I'm not going to give you the page numbers on this because we will look at this in detail, but in evening prayer, we have the same format, except there's no venite. There's no beginning, um, there's no inviatory anthem, inviatory uh, canticle in evening prayer. After that, we have, uh, we, we, we have the Psalms, uh, the, the Gloria the Patri, bottom of page nine, followed by the Psalms. Those psalms, which psalms you do, are going to be coming either from your lectionary that we talked about or from that printout, if you're using the printout. Um, the printout runs through the psalms every month. The lectionary is a little bit more haphazard. I, I don't think it goes through the whole psalter the whole year. There's some they just don't do. Um, but it's generally in the, in the lectionary, it's one psalm. Um, in that printout, it can be between one and five, depending on the length of those psalms. If you're pressed for time, if you're finding this a really tall order, uh, just pick one of those psalms. It's okay. You know, gra grab a different one next month. It's, it's fine. Um, and, and again, the uh, evening prayer does the same thing, only without the venite before the psalms. Now we're at the next slide where I have the slides. So we have, after the psalms, our first lesson. Where do we read the first lesson from? 
The Old Testament. It's almost always from the Old Testament, yes. Now, sometimes that first lesson may be from the Apocrypha um, as well. Um, That's okay. We talked about that before, about how uh, we we do consider them edifying, so we will do that from time to time. Um, But it's the Old Testament or occasionally the Apocrypha. We follow that with a canticle. What's a canticle again? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, it's well not necessarily from the Old Testament, but it is it is a biblical or sometimes from the apocrypha <laughs> um a psalm that's not actually in Psalms. And it can be from the Old or New Testament. The one exception to this is the Te Deum Laudamus, which is kind of the default um in morning prayer. This is was written, we think, by Saint Ambrose. Um well Saint Ambrose, early Fourth century, I believe. Um, and it's, it's an old, old hymn of the church. It's one of the oldest hymns of the church. Um, but we do have two options in morning prayer. The, the uh, Benedictus es Domine, which is from the additions to Daniel in the Apocrypha, or the Benedicite Omnia Opera, also from those additions. And so that's going to start, the Te Deum's on page 10, the Benedictus es Domine is on page 11, and the Benedicite is on page 11, 12, and 13. It's a lot longer. Um, and, and so those two are from those additions to Daniel in the Apocrypha. Um, in the pre-Reformation church, the Te Deum was pretty much reserved for Sundays in non-penitential se- seasons. And so then they would have this whole list of of different Old Testament canticles from all over the Old Testament to do instead. There'd be some assigned for Monday during feast days, Monday during non-feast days, Tuesday during feast days or non-feast days, two different non-feast day versions on Saturday, depending on if you're in Trinity Tide or in uh, Epiphany Tide. And so, um, but the prayer book simplified this down to just either the Te Deum or these, these two editions from Daniel. Um, and it doesn't, really give us guidance for um, seasonal usage. Well, in evening prayer, we have the same thing. We have the first lesson from the Old Testament and this group of canticles. Um, the default is the Magnificat, which is the Psalm, Song of Mary from Luke. So there we go. It's not always from the Old Testament. You know, matter of fact, the, uh, the evening prayer ones are gospel canticles. So it's from the, from, from the Magnificat, and the prayer book does this weird thing, whereas the alternates it gives us from the Psalms rather than um, one of the actual technical canticles. I don't know why that's the way this happened. And the truth is, almost nobody takes those options. The Magnificat is pretty much the standard thing to do for evening prayer. But we have, so we have, again, that first lesson from the Old Testament or the Apocrypha, and then a canticle the Magnificat being the default, um, that Song of Mary. After that lesson, we do the second lesson, right? Where's the second lesson from? The New Testament, that's right. If you're using the, uh, the, 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 the ones, that printout version, you will go through the New Testament once in both evening and morning prayer every year. And you'll go through the Old Testament once in the entire year. So you'll end up going through the New Testament twice, the Old Testament once, which is why I really like that, that lectionary. 
And if you just do morning or just do evening prayer, then you'll go through the New Testament still every year and the Old Testament every two years. That's pretty good. That, that's, 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 that's a really, really good way to do things. So we have that second lesson from, from um, evening prayer or from the New Testament and then a canticle. In uh, morning prayer, we have the Benedictus, which is the song of Zechariah from Luke's gospel. And the alternate is the Jubilate Deo, which is another psalm rather than an actual canticle. Uh, again, why, why the prayer book did this way, we, we, don't, we don't really know. Although we do know that these, the Jubilate is a psalm that was often done in morning prayer, like every morning, by a lot of different communities. So that might be why that happened. Evening prayer, we see the same thing. Um, a second lesson from the New Testament, and then the canticle. The default is the Nuc Dimittis, which is the song of Simeon from Luke. So all three of our gospel canticles are from Luke, uh, from Luke's gospel. And um, then we have these two psalms as the alternate canticle uh, instead. Um, so again, we have the exact same general format. Let's, let's look at a couple things from the, from the prayer book. We... we so this is, this is a, a, a copy of the lectionary, the 1945 lectionary. You'll see um, this, is the first, this is the first one, so that's about page Roman numeral 10. Um, the way that's designed is you have um, it broken up by the weeks of the church year. So the first Sunday in Advent, you have special readings that don't really go in, 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 in succession. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday the readings do go in succession. So the Old Testament ones kind of all go together. The New Testament ones go together. But Sunday is set aside. The reason for that was at the time the, um, the 1945 lectionary was published, most parishes didn't do Holy Communion every week. So they, most parishes did only morning prayer. Or if they did do Holy Communion every week, they would do evening prayer pretty often as well. So the editors thought it would be a good idea to have Sunday separate from the rest of the week so that you're not picking up in the middle. Okay, what's the context here? You know, you kind of have more standalone readings on Sundays. And the one with the star in morning prayer, um, it's hard to see on the slide. Maybe you can, but it is on Roman numeral 10 in your prayer book, um, is designed to, to... be an Old Testament reading that lines up with our communion readings from, uh, that we do every Sunday. So if you were to do kind of a, um, an abbreviated morning prayer before communion, you'd use that reading because it lines up with those readings. I think that's pretty neat. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's the 1945 lectionary. One of the interesting things that I don't really like this, but I understand why, sometimes it will continue the Old Testament between morning and evening. So in Advent, that's the case. It begins Isaiah 1, 1 through 9 in morning prayer. Then that later for evening prayer that day, it picks up verses 10 through 20. And then the next day, it picks up in morning prayer, verse 21. And then the next day, it'll pick up you know, the next thing. So it keeps it going. And that means that if you do just do one office, you're skipping half the readings. <laughs> So uh, that's another reason why I'm not a big fan of the 1945, but it was that way in a lot of other things. Well, here's the way it is in our printouts. This is January um, in our printout, you'll see up here. Um, We're keeping the readings just uh, the same readings in Old Testament for morning prayer and then a different set in evening prayer 
Um, and they're assigned to the days of the year. So we have it by the calendar year, not the church year. So if it's January 1, you just look up what's January 1. Oh, okay. Psalms 1 through 5, Genesis 1, 1 through 2, 5, and Mark 1, 1 through 20, that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot more manageable, in my opinion, and it does cover the whole Bible. But there's a lot more readings because it covers the whole Bible. So that's, that's something to note. But it's, it's pretty straightforward. You will notice here on the sixth day, we have the Feast of Epiphany, where we kind of go off track. Um, and there's a few feast days in that one that, do, that does that. Um, in, in your little booklets, it does uh, give that out some more. Okay, so then after the lessons, we have the creed, the creed. So that's page 15 in morning prayer, the creed. The Apostles' Creed is the default for morning prayer. The Nicene Creed is the default for Holy Communion. The reason why... The 1928 prayer book gives us the option to do the Nicene Creed in morning prayer or evening prayer is, again, because they weren't doing communion every week. And the Nicene Creed really is the creed of the church. Um, The Apostles' Creed comes from the baptismal vows, but um, it's not recited everywhere in the church every day, although the Western church has historically done it for the offices. Um, But it's almost never done at communion. And so because the Nicene Creed is really the more important creed, they gave you that option to do it in morning and evening prayer. But again, it's an option that nobody really takes these days because we actually have communion every week. Like, and there's very few places that don't do communion every week. Um, then we have these short versicle, these versicles. Let's look at page 16. And we'll, we'll look at those in a little bit of detail. So turn to page 16. Um, at the very bottom... The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. So again, if you're doing this by yourself, you do the whole thing. Even though it's a little weird to say the Lord be with you and then to answer yourself. (laughs) That is, it it does, it feels a little weird. Some people just skip that part. But but, I mean, it it is more, that that is really the the way to do it. That is the way to do it, uh, technically. So... You'll see the morning prayer ones are shorter than the evening prayer ones. In the evening prayer, we again have the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, and then the long versicles. Turn over to page 30, and you'll see how they're longer in evening prayer. So while it's just two lines after the, that salutation, in, or two, two, two pairs of lines in morning prayer, it's one, two, three, four, five pairs, six pairs in evening prayer. Um, this used to be the way it was done at both offices. I don't know why the American prayer book abbreviated it, especially since they generally abbreviate evening prayer, not morning prayer. But this was one of those things that the Americans did. Um, some people will just do the evening prayer both hands. I, I'm a purist. I'm a prayer book purist. If it, this, is the way, this is the prayer book I'm using, so I'm going to use it the way the prayer book says, uh, be, you know, without any you know, greater reason not to. So um, they are longer in evening prayer. And then we have this set of collects. We have the collect of the day. Where do we find the collect of the day? Right, right. The section has the collects, the gospels, and the epistles for communion. That's where you're going to find your collect for the day. So, for example, today begins the 16th Sunday after Trinity. 
And in your prayer book, you will find that on page uh, 212. At the very top of the page. So that collect, we prayed it this morning at Mass. We'll pray it at the next Mass as well. And you will use that in this spot every day this week if you're doing the offices. Next week, you'll do the next one on page 213, which is the 17th Sunday after Trinity. And so you'll, you'll find that, I gen, you know, most of your prayer books, if you have your own at home, it'll have two ribbon markers. Uh, yours does over there, um, Don. Um, I don't think mine, mine came with one, um, this one came with one, but my good one that I use has two. Uh, the one that Charles has is, doesn't have two. It's, it's one of the few ones that the, uh, we have in the parish, parish office. But if you have two, I always keep one of my bookmarks there because I'm going to be going to it all the time. And the other one I kind of use wherever I'm at in the office. Um, so you'll have the collect of the day. And that's from what, whatever you're going to be using beginning that Sunday. Or if you're on a holy day, you'll use the holy day. And then the collect for peace. Uh, so, so we do that every day, and that's on page 17. And it's followed by the Collect for Grace in morning prayer. In evening prayer, we have the Collect for the day again, same, same spot. You get that in your Collect's Epistles and Gospels. Keep, keep one there and move it every week. And then we have a Collect for Peace. It's a little bit different, but it's still praying for peace. And instead of a Collect for Grace... Grace, you know, to have God's grace throughout the day, we have a prayer for God's protection throughout the night. Because uh, historically, night is a lot more dangerous than day. Um, I'm going to push through because although we did, we, we, we're pretty much at the end of, of this section, so I'm going to push through. Uh, then we have a, a prayer for the state. In morning prayer, we have two options for the prayer for the state. We'll look at the details of that in the future. Then a prayer for the bishops and the clergy and the whole church. And then a general supplication. This was not in the old prayer books, but it was commonly inserted from the prayer section. So the Americans just put it in there because everybody was inserting it anyway. And then a general thanksgiving. Same thing with the general thanksgiving. Um, Evening prayer does the exact same thing. It's a different prayer for the state. They only have one on page 32. Then a prayer for the church. General supplication, general thanksgiving, and again, they're identical. Um, And after that, uh, we have the prayer of St. Chrysostom. This is a prayer that Thomas Cranmer borrowed from the Eastern Church and put it into the prayer book. And then the grace from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Um, Technically, the collects, the three collects and the office and all these other prayers are, are kind of gravy that we've added over the centuries. And so sometimes you'll just finish the collects and just conclude with the grace. But um, uh, so that, that, that is an option. And then after that third collect, if there's some special things you want to pray for from that other prayer section, that's where you would put that. And again, we'll look at that in detail later. Evening prayer is the exact same thing. Prayer of St. Chrysostom, exact same prayer. Um, the grace from 2 Corinthians. And then, again, those collects are actually are technically the end. Um, and you would insert extra stuff after the third collect if you want. 
Um, we are right at 11 o'clock. My goodness. In, any questions? I'll, I'll, I'll take a question for about two minutes, maybe five, before we go. Any questions? Yeah, Cradle of, Cradle of Prayer is a really good audio resource. Um, the, guy's, the guy's voice is a little interesting sometimes, but, uh, but it's a good resource. And then I do try to live stream at least once a week. Um, and we, you know, if it's not, I don't, if I don't do it by myself earlier in the week, I'll do it, um, our regularly scheduled one on Fridays. And part of the reason why I wanted to start live streaming them was because by doing it in that context, it'll help you learn how to do it at home. So uh, that's, that's, that's real good. Thank you, Lily. Uh, anything else? Well, then I will see you all either next week or at Mass. God bless.